heart of Wellington, Kansas, Powder and String Outfitters is your down-home, one-stop shop for all things shooting sports and outdoors. Welcome to the Powder and String Podcast. Welcome all of our listeners out there to the Powder and String Outfitters podcast. I got with me today Rudy Nunez. Did I say it right, Rudy? You sure did. Uh, with Tacticam. Um, man, thank you so much for being on here. Um, we've been trying to get this thing pinned down and make it work uh, between the two schedules that we have. Uh, a little bit hectic, but here we are today. And uh, uh, Rudy has uh, been my my go-to guy at Tacticam since we uh, kind of came on board with you guys, and um, we've never uh, I get, we never met face to face, but man, we've we've talked quite a little bit, and uh, at least from my side, I'd have to say that we kind of got a little bit of a friendship going on and and share a lot of, of, of similarities. Uh, obviously, in the outdoors, you know, of course, we're both in that in that world, but. I can't tell you thank you enough, Rudy, uh, for coming on the podcast here. It's a pleasure to have you on. And, um, you know, the, 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 what we're trying to do with our podcast is, is to, to, to help educate, um, inform, and, and help people that are trying to, you know, not necessarily the ones that have been in it for a long time, um, because we're definitely there to help them, but we also want to help the people that are just getting started in this industry, um, whether it be for you know, shooting for hunting, whether it be deer hunting, whether it be pheasant hunting, whether it be, you know, quail hunting, whether it be turkey, deer, elk, whatever it is. And so we try to bring on a bunch of different, uh, you know, array of, of, of guests uh, to, the, to, the, to the podcast. And I couldn't be happier to have you on here, Rudy. Do you want to maybe give our listeners out there a little bit of a heads up as to, you know, your background and how you got to be where you are right now? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Um really really excited to be here and talking to you in front of powder and string nation um it's really a testament because when we started talking together i guess it was mid last year kind of when we established our relationship you know you had this vision of the podcast and the, the hunts and and everything but it's all coming together i'm sitting here looking at you in the studio and and it's exciting um we're really we're really proud to be part of uh, your network and vice versa and um you know, Tacticam is just, it's not just a cool tool. And we'll talk about cameras and hunting and everything, but um, just what you were saying, really wanting to share knowledge with other hunters and whether you're been doing it for 40 years or you're just getting into it, just providing some sort of, you know, it, uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. But preserving the memories and just letting yeah. people know that uh, it doesn't matter if, you know it the quality of the hunt is what you make of it and um you know i've advocated that for quite some time and in fact interesting story is um i didn't grow up hunting i um, i'm from southern arizona really? we were out we we camped we fished we did all those things but my dad wasn't a big a big game hunter so i actually didn't start big game hunting till i was 29 years old really and, that's uh, awesome and yeah, I'm 40, I've never so only been doing 11, 12 years. Well, but I mean, I can see over over your right shoulder you've got a, a coos deer. Um, uh, man, that's a and and 
for those that don't know what exactly and did I coos cows what's the what's the cows Steve, Steve will tell you you better say it cows but here cows. here locally right. we say coos right well I mean I lived for a time in Arizona and and I didn't know how to say it and I was told coos yeah. But the correct way to say it is, I've also been told exactly what you said, the correct way to say it is cows. So so I guess maybe the, it's still up in the air, I don't know. But regardless, uh, they're a little deer. And, I mean, Rudy, how big are they on the hoof? Uh, it, it's hard to say. We, basically, we don't bring them home whole. Usually what happens is they get quartered and dressed in the field and come out on your back. Um, but one guy can carry the whole thing. Correct. The yeah, weed, there's them, people that just throw them right over your shoulder. That gives you an yeah, idea. Yeah. I mean, you, like a, you could see a great that right there compared to the deer that you have on your wall, your Easterns. Yeah. And if any, yeah. if nobody's heard of these things, I mean, basically, they, it's a subspecies of the whitetail. Correct. And they were isolated in these desert, they call them sky islands. There's these mountain networks. Um, and they were isolated for so long, I, I imagine they, that's just how they kind of came to be. But just a really cool species, really like really light gray. They call them the gray ghost out here. Um, very, very difficult to hunt. Extremely. Um, extremely difficult to hunt, especially with archery gear. If you are looking for like one of the challenges, you know, out there in Western hunting, I, I would say it's probably coos deer hunting during archery, which we have really I, interesting seasons because our season, the rut for coos deer doesn't even start until, until January. So we have from yeah. January 1st to January 31st to get it done. And you, I mean, I, as I said, I lived in, in Arizona for a time, and the success rate for archery is just, for, for coos deer, is just next to nothing. I mean, it's, you, you got to think, you're, you're out there where everything is dry, and there's, this is a little teeny tiny animal and everything out there is hunting and going after this thing and trying to eat it. And so to try to get within, you know, archery range of this thing, it's just, they're, I mean, they're, they're skittish. They're, they're just a, well, I think I, I, I know I've heard, uh, Chuck Adams, I mean, mm -hmm. the King, um, say that they're the hardest animal that he's ever hunted. I, and I, I don't doubt it. It's just, just to see them is, is a feat. Um, much less to try to get within bow range of one. Well, you say bow range, and bow range varies by region, right? There you go, yeah. You, yeah. I know I know. guys well, I talk to in the Midwest and the East Coast, they won't take a shot past 40 or 50 yards. But mm -hmm. out here, guys who are using sliders and um, even set pins, you know, they're making yeah. sure they can shoot out to 80, 90. Yeah, which... I've, yeah I've got a, a guy that I know that, that shoots a lot better than I do by far. I used to think I was a good shot, and I've talked a lot about him, but anyway, he, yeah, he's a good shot and, you know, he's at a hundred yards and in, um, yeah. but man, I don't, I, I, well, I mean, you, you're obviously, you've got one back there on the wall. I know because we talk so much, you, you, uh, you said you didn't this year, you didn't get drawn, uh, for a tag. Is that correct? Arizona is a draw state uh, lottery, usually for most of the big game animals, if you want to hunt rifle. And then a lot of the units for archery, especially elk. Mm -hmm. um, so even for residents, you know, you might not be able to get a quality hunt for every three to five years. Right. You know, I could hunt every year if I wanted to, but I try to put in for some more quality hunts. And right. Try to make sure stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but so the um, draw rate kind of goes down a little bit. But when I do draw, I'm, I'm looking at getting a, a more mature animal. You know, and I'm always trying to do better than I did last year. Really, that's the end game. Yeah, just always succeed. Try and, you know, right. get better every year. And yeah, that's win, right. Win the dang day. Um, so this year you went um, on a couple of successful hunts that you, you didn't, you weren't the hunter, but you were helping mm-hmm. um, with that success. Do you want to tell a little bit, since we're talking about uh, coos deer, do you want to talk a little bit about that hunt? Yeah, so... First and foremost, if, if you've not done Western hunting, I really recommend it. One of the things that you find that. out, yeah, one of the, one of the things that you'll find out quickly is that um, gear is different. When I first started hunting back in 2011, it was strictly tree stand hunting, archery in the East Coast, so North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, all up and down I-95. And um, I was really fortunate because I was hunting different states and I was able to kind of cut the learning curve down to two years. And two, in those two years, I was very successful and, um, you know, ended up, ended up harvesting 12 animals. But, it, but it, once I came out to Arizona, the only thing I had to my name was maybe like a butt pack, a bow, and a rangefinder. And I, I quickly learned that hunting out here, that wasn't going to cut it. So it's literally taken me years to kind of get all the equipment that I, that I need to be ultra successful out here. Now I'm not saying that all of you that want to come out and hunt need to do that. Good pair of boots, good backpack and a good set of glass. That's really all you need. Um, I think, I think from my limited experience, I would second what you just said. Um, the, my difference is, um, the backpack, I, I guess I never went, I never had the opportunity or, or felt like I had enough experience because, you know, coming from the Midwest, I had a lot of hunting experience, but going out West where there's things that'll eat you. Um, and I, I didn't feel like I had enough experience, uh, to, to feel comfortable, um, you know, going on a long enough trek where I needed a backpack. So, um, that I guess a comfortable backpack wasn't something that was on my list. I'm not in any way doubting it, but I went for The reason I brought this up or I kind of interrupted you and I apologize is that Footwear in the in the you know back here, as long as your feet stay warm, that's all we really warm. care about. Just keep your feet that's warm. All you care about. Um, but out there, footwear is paramount for multiple different. And it's not just it's not just one type of footwear. If you will, you can't you know if you, you it's a it's a compromise. You, you, some of the stuff that you you know if you want something that's going to be quiet and help you be stealthy, well then it doesn't hold up as well. And everything out there including the animals and plants both stick and bite so everything is prickly everything you know and you know so so you've got to be but if you wear a pair of boots that are really you know rigid and that are going to you know last and that are going to you give up on the ability to to sneak you know to, to be stealthy if you will so boots and glass is is paramount um it, it's all terrain west. specific too, because I mean, a lot of times we're hunting mountains um, here in southern Arizona. We're 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 high elevation desert, right around forty five hundred feet, but just maybe twenty miles to the to the west. I mean, I'm hunting up at seventy five hundred feet, eight thousand feet. You know, yeah, it's all really craggy. So I mean, I I'm. <laughs> I am the farthest from a gear snob you'll ever find, but I learned the boot thing really quick because you buy some of those mid-range Danners or, um, 
you know, like the vapor tracks is, are one that I, I liked them because they were right in that 100 to 150 dollar range. But what I quickly found out was when you really put some abuse on them, they don't last season over season. Mm-hmm. And and so it it helped me to make the. They always say cry once, and um, you know I don't really. I went I so I switched over to like Loa boot manufacturer, and I wear crispies as well. I really like trying new things, but I've had I've had some of those pairs of boots that have lasted me six years. The soles kept up, the waterproofing, the Gore-Tex. I mean, really, it's a cut above. And nothing against those other brands. They all have plans. Work for me out here when I'm not just walking a quarter mile or a mile away from the truck, climbing a tree or getting into a blind and coming back. Those suffice very well for that situation. But you know that that like we were talking about, man, waterproofing. Warps a little bit. I mean, they can get down into the teens here, but, but mostly yeah. they gotta help. They've gotta hold up. I mean, yeah, and, you, and go ahead. You figure? I mean, when you're when you leave the truck at O dark thirty, you're gonna walk anywhere from a half an hour to an hour in just to get to your glassing spot, mm-hmm. and from there, with a good pair of glass, you can see. Depending on on where you choose the glass from, you can see miles in any direction, and if you find something. You need to make a game plan now to go get it. Whether you're right hunting rifle or archery, it doesn't matter. Even if you can shoot a thousand yards, which obviously, you know, there's there's people that do it. But what I mean is, you still have a have to cut a lot of that distance. Well, and and a lot of times it's not the the straight at it in a straight line. No, gotta, it's you, you're walking side yeah, in a circle. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a lot yeah, of fun. And, so. Yeah, but it's so a completely back full different circle, um, No, I didn't. I didn't draw any tags this year, but um, I didn't actually draw my first elk tag until 2017, and that's really how I drew, how I got my start with Tacticam. Is I drew my first archery tag. It was in a unit up by um, Payson, Arizona, mm-hmm. and I knew I wanted to film it. And we've all had those pain points before, where we had the handy cam or the camcorder or the cell phone, and we tried to film something during an activity and we're like, I just wish there was a better solution. So I ended up Googling, I mean, literally finding Tacticam by accident on online and um, ended up buying my first 4.0 camera, got the stabilizer mount mounted to the riser of my bow, went out that year and and called a bull in um, to 35 yards and, and put an arrow in it and got it all on film. Yes, and it was, I'll, have to, uh... I'll have to tag you on that one. But I ended yeah. up submitting that video to Tacticam's website, just thinking, oh, it'd be cool if they post it or publish it or something. And I ended up getting a phone call from the communications director, and he says, man, that was a really cool video. You know, Would you be willing to join our team program? The whole pro staff thing. And that yeah. really, that whole grassroots journey is how I really got you know, established with Tacticam as a professional. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's um, so elk hunting became my new passion right then and there right and oh, i was already i was already 33 years old i think dude i was i was pretty old and um i'm 40 now so i'm like after packing that bull out and then subsequently helping a buddy kill a bull the next year the second bull i packed out off the mountain with him it took us 12 hours from the time we put knife into that bull to the time we took the fourth load out it was it was it was all the twelve hours and and you know I, I real I really quickly realized that there's only so many good years on an elk on a body yeah so many good elk years on a body 
if right, you're not using right. a guide or you know packing animals. Right. So I my, so now like what I what I strive to do now is hunt elk every year, whether it be the Arizona draw or finding opportunities out of state, mm -hmm. which I've done in Colorado, New Mexico, Utah. I always advise um, people that it's it's really not as far out of reach as you think. You you can you can save up for an out of state elk hunt or an out of state whitetail hunt. You know, every three years, if, if you spend your dollars wisely, you know, really plan, plan your travel, plan the tags, you can make Absolutely. it a reality every three to five years. And I, and I really, I really advise people to like, if you've thought about it, make today the day that you start planning for that August or September hunt. And, you know, there's no. good resources out there like Epic Outdoors and GoHunt.com and um, a lot of forums out there that really help you kind of shorten that learning curve with e-scouting and e-planning yeah. and all that stuff but that's really what i do because otherwise if i was waiting on an arizona tag every year i'd be uh well i can i can attest upset. to that because i was there I, I moved out in uh 2004 and i put in uh and i left in 11 and i put in every year for mule deer and elk and never got drawn so, As a resident, if I want to hunt yeah. ram, I'll, it'll take me like thirty years. Mm -hmm. So at this point in my life, I'm I'm not even doing it. I'm you know one day I may opt for a guided hunt, but you know you got to start when you're eighteen years old. Yeah, yeah it's just it, it's and and I think I could ask this question. And I already know the answer. Out of the places that you've hunted to, to date, what what's your favorite state to hunt? Man. That's a tough one. I've hunted various species, about probably about fifteen states. Every state has its own its own um, treasures. Let me narrow it down for you. What's the what's your favorite species? Now, right now, it's elk, elk. and then and okay. then coos deer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and I mean Arizona, they've got some monster, but both. Well, and, and great mule deer hunting too. And mule deer. Yeah, I will tell you this. Like I. I take some pride in, in my coosier hunting skills. Like you came to Arizona and we said, Hey, we just want to get something semi-mature, mature. I could put you on some deer, but with, with, with the mule deer, especially down in these Southern units, we're watching them June, July, August. And then once that, once that archery season opens or once archery kind of gets into rifle season, you get towards that, that October timeframe, those big bucks, they, they just, I don't say they go nocturnal, but they're like in the thickest, nastiest, I guess briar would be the equivalent that you guys have back there. You know, you're not going to find them. But, but it's a briar where it's got every, every leaf has a dozen stickers on it. And underneath we, it well, is we call it cat claw and sage yeah. and stuff like that. But I mean, you get the, the idea. Yeah. I mean, cactus. Yeah. But you know, so. I would say New Mexico, northern New Mexico is a beautiful place. It's kind of on par with northern Arizona. Um, Utah up in the Wasatch Mountains, man, I, I really enjoy hunting Utah. It, it's a great place. Um, I don't, I, I, I have a buddy up there that has some property. It, it's not ranched or fenced or anything like that. It's just a nice big plot in the middle of, I guess you would say like um, national forest or something like that, but mm -hmm. you know. Every year we go out there. It's just it's just a beautiful time. I I have been to Wyoming and Montana and states like that for work, 
And I'm like, man, I could retire here if it wasn't for the winter. <laughs> I, I'm a desert rat through and through, but yeah. I mean, those places in the spring are spring and summer are some of my favorite places. And that really, that's one of the things that I really do want to do. I've never hunted antelope yet. So mm -hmm. antelope is on my to-do list probably in the next three years or so. Yeah, that's awesome. So you had talked about how you got started at, at, at Tacticam and it kind of, um, obviously it resonated with me, but it also brought us, brought me full circle as you talked about, you know, came on as a pro staff and, and when you and I first started talking, um, that was because, um, powder and string we were starting our pro staff um, which we've got right. uh, a team of pro staffers now and so um, we use your guys's equipment um, well I was out on a waterfowl hunt this morning and was using it so we use it um, I gosh I would say I mean I can't speak for the pro staffers but I go out with them from time to time um, this morning I was out with um, Wade skiing with skiing uh, outfitters and um, uh, I think just about every single hunt we're, we're using them. Um, and uh, we're in the process of you know, getting all of that footage uploaded and put onto our uh, YouTube channel, Powder String. Um, at Powder String is our, our handle. But um, it's, it, to hear you say that, you know, that's, that's how you got started at Tacticam. And then fast forward to, you know, last year, uh, less, well, less than a year ago, um, you and I are talking because... I needed some type of a tool um, to create that, you know, for this platform. And so then lo and behold, you and I start, you know, up the conversation and it didn't take very long. I didn't feel that uh, we kind of hit it off and had so much in common that uh, yeah. I think there was one phone call we had it was an hour long and um, I, we weren't even talking business. It was, but I, we were talking about everything, everything in, in between. So um, you guys have an array of stuff. Um, you, uh, you just released the, the new, uh, Tacticam, um, it's the HD. Is that what's the, I'm drawing a blank, not the 5.0, but the. No. Yeah. The, so, so if you, I, I really hope that your, your audience has heard of Tacticam, but if you haven't really, all it is, is we are about a 10 year old company. Um, the way we started was our founder, Ben Stern, um, used to, he loved to hunt and filmed his hunt. Um, used to use the other guy's camera and, um, you know, kind of one of the, some of the pain points that he experienced back then was one, one of the primary reasons was mounting solutions. There just really wasn't anything that could stand up to the recoil of a shotgun or a rifle or a bow. Um, the other thing was, you know, with some of your action cams, you really have that fit, that really extra wide fisheye bubble effect. So a turkey at 40 yards looks like a turkey at a hundred yards, you know, once you go back and replay um, so, you know, the Tacticam was born and really all it is, is a hunter. It's a camera built by hunters for hunters really takes the guesswork out of it. All of our mounting solutions are designed for shotgun barrels, Picatinny AR-15 mounts, um, you know, crossbows, vertical bows, anything you can think of. So really in a very short time, we've developed, um, and improved just by listening to our followers, listening to our fan base making those key changes and that's why we're still here so now we do we have the um, 6.0 camera which actually has a um, lcd screen integrated into it i think i have one here um and a variety of other we also got into the uh, the game camera game so some of you guys may have heard of our reveal cellular camera which has been kind of upset in the market and and gaining really good traction so yeah i mean the, it, that 
that trail camera is just, uh, well, I mean, you and I, again, you know, I, 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 well, you, you made a comment earlier talking about boots is, you know, you get, you get that burn, that, that uncomfortable feeling one time. Well, I think I had done that three or four times with trying to find the, the trail camera because I wanted one that worked. I wanted one that took good camera, that took good pictures. I wanted one that, you know, didn't have hassles. And, and I'll, I'll be the first to say that I'm not going to sit here and, and lie to anybody and tell them never had an issue, never had a problem, never had nothing. That's not true. It's technology. I mean, heck, just you and I coming on here, um, we had to work, jump through a couple of bugs. But um, it's electronics. Yeah, it's, it's electronics. And, and um, I'm one of those people probably like most that just when something electronic doesn't work, it just it puts me on another level of irritation. Um, right. You know, if a car broke down, an old car that I can wrench on, it doesn't bother me at all. But tech, technology, it just it, it's just for me, and I, I think I'm, I'm like a lot of people, it just sets me on edge. And when we, I say we, the, the, the people that I hunt with and, and, and the pro staff, um, we started switching everything over to Tacticam and have had less headaches, less issues. I mean, I think I could really truly count them on one hand. I, I, I really believe that. And we're not talking about you know, a couple of cameras, we're talking a lot of equipment and, um, and the customer service, um, that's been provided has just been, uh, with su truly superior and second to none because, and again, I'm not going to knock other cameras, um, but at all, that's not what I'm going to do. We're, we won't do that on here, but, um, just superior customer service, um, and 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 again, come, come full disclosure to the customer to our to our listeners and to the customers. Um, yes, I have Rudy's number and I can call him, but my pro staff, they're dealing with just your normal um, customer service, if you will. And I think I've only had one of them uh, ever reach out to me and had an additional issue or something. I don't. It was such a small deal that I reached out to you, and then I think I was able to share your number with him and it was resolved right away. So great, that, great. So that's one of the things that we really are placing a, a lot of incentive on as we grow the company, as we grow these products, as the products get better, you know, we're making sure that the infrastructure is kept catching up. When I came on to this company in 2018, 2019, there was about 30 employees and now we're, we're up over 200 employees right now. And we have that's a size awesome. Mm -hmm. And we have a sizable customer service um, force that, you know, they were, they're, they're remote based all over the United States. Um, you know, if, if you were having issues with your reveal and, you know, um, you know, you could either call the customer service number, you can email the support, but also what we do is we man these user groups on Facebook. So you go on to like the reveal page and you say, hey, my reveal is doing X, Y, Z somebody with a tacticam and then name is going to come on there and say hey you know that that's pretty common you know let's let's try a couple workarounds and nine times out of ten it's something that we can troubleshoot right then and there really really having um you know catastrophic failures or stuff that's actually gonna have to come back to the shop it's pretty rare you know for how many cameras that we have out there in circulation so like you said no knock to the other guys or what they're doing really what we want to do is we want to build 
an exceptional product at exceptional price that works and that when you call us, you're going to get somebody, you know, that's going to, that's going to help you through your problems. So yeah. And I'll say when you case, told me that, you really take that, in that, I'm sorry. Yeah. When you, when you first, um, we were first talking and, and we had, I, I can't even remember what it was, was I, what the issue was. Um, but anyway, uh, you had mentioned, I think I was gone or uh, wasn't, wasn't around the area or whatever, but you said, have them just jump onto Facebook and get on one of them. And I was like, what's the, what, you know, completely foreign thinking outside the box, but what a great resolution or solution to a problem. Um, and then, you know, you know, you don't know what you don't know type thing. And then all of a sudden that's not uncommon. There's other, you know, there's other companies that are, are doing that. Not, not, not a ton of them, but man, um, it's just, it worked, it worked great. It was, it was, it's been a force multiplier for us. And I think we see, we, you know, we follow the pages too. We see other, other companies following suit. Um, but you know, we just want to make sure we perfect our craft. We want to make sure that when when you trust us and you, you unpack and make that purchase, those cameras are going to do what what you ask them to do. (coughs) Really what we're, what we're marketing along with the cool factor and X, Y, Z, we're preserving memories. And that's what we want to do. And and I'm glad you said that with you. We want to make sure we capture that memory for you. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because um, in previous podcasts, we've talked about, you know, I always like to ask people, you know, memories and how you got to here and what you did. And, 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 you know, so many times, especially in today's world. And again, here we are talking in two different States and, you know, we're using technology and we're talking about YouTube and technology and all that. But, but, so many times we, you see with the instant gratification, you see that, um, just the harvesting of that, of that you know, quote unquote trophy animal. And, you know, it used to be, um, that you would, you would have, you know, somebody, it wasn't so, I remember a time when it wasn't so emphasized on the size of the trophy right. and with you know, with that technology also comes kind of some negative with it. And that's, you know, this, you know, everything has to be the biggest and the best. And, and what I find and a lot of people I think would can, can relate to this and, and, and would agree that when you look back, it's the memory that right. it's you, but you don't know that it's the memory until the, you know, until time goes by and then you reflect back and you're like, man, that was the good times. That was such a good yeah. time. Those were the good times. I really missed that. And then, you know, you take it a step further and all of us have lost, you know, hunting buddies and, and, you know, family members. And, and you think back, um, you know, that is what you're providing with this technology is starting with the reveal. You have those trail cameras, which is, which are helping. They, 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 they help with, putting us a, a hunter in a position where they can harvest an animal, but it by no means does the work for you. It's just a tool for you to help, help make it easier because let's just be honest, time is money and everybody's, you know, yes. short on time. Um, so if you take that reveal camera, you need it to work and you need it to work right the first time and have as few issues or no issues if at all possible. And then you continue it on to, you know, the Tacticam side is then you capture the actual footage that you will have to share 
you know, even with your grandkids and, and their kids, if they so desire, of that memory of the time that, you know, that that monster was shot, if you will. We, we call it completing the circle, and that's just it. You know, you have your, your reveals out there preseason. Maybe you have a target buck or two. Then hunting season comes. You got your tacticam on your bow, and then you film that kill, and that just completes that circle from start to finish, um, which is really yeah. gratifying. And, you know, we, we have a lot of users that send that stuff in to us to the website. I mean, they're just so proud, and especially when we share that stuff. A lot of that content you see on Facebook and and Instagram and stuff, um, you know, it is either you know our ambassadors that are supplying that stuff, or even just fans that are that are saying, "Guys, thank you." You know, saw this saw this deer in July, watched him grow, you know, you know, com- completed the deal in in November or something. You know, and it's really it, it's it's so cool for us to to have those testimonies and stuff. You know, after after the season's over and it's all said and done. And like, for instance, that elk video that I took back in 2017, I've probably showed that video 10,000 times. I mean, that, yeah. that's no exaggeration. Just, you know, anybody who listen, you know, at a business meeting with my wife or, you know, at a, at a mixer or something, you know, somebody's going to see that elk, <laughs> elk video. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And, and then there's a bunch that's of That's what it's all about. Yeah, between the between all the tools and and I just want to kind of show what my favorite tools absolutely are. yeah so I mean this right here is my bow <clears throat> I'm missing an extension here but so this is actually the 6.0 camera and this was new this was new this fall and um, I don't think I put a fresh battery in here but you can see that one of one of the new features of the tact cams last year was that we integrated that LCD screen that high def screen and that's something that our customers have been asking us for years you know, to integrate a screen on there so you can watch the instant replays or see where you're aiming, um, toggle through the um, the settings. But these cameras are Wi-Fi compatible, so you can also Wi-Fi them right to your device. But, yeah. I mean, there, there's just so many mounting solutions. That's just one of them. This is my vertical. This is actually my hunting bow. Um, I have that. Being, I have a, yeah, that being an Arizona Western Hunter, one of my favorite tools ever. Is the uh, is the FTS? Now yes. the cool thing about this is it it it's your this is a 5.0 right here, but this camera can be adapted to almost any any scope, rifle scope on the market, and it just it just mounts securely to the eyepiece and allows you to film through the scope exactly what you see. So you know crossbows. Um, you guys have a rifle season out there. Yes. Yep. You do, and then some other states. I think you have to do muzzle loader or straight wall cartridge. Um, yeah, we don't. We're not a straight wall cartridge state. Uh, I think that when you're, that's more. That's definitely more of an eastern. I think uh, Illinois. East, yeah. yeah, Illinois, and I think like Ohio, um, but I don't. I don't think I know. Ninety nine percent sure Missouri's not, and I don't think Iowa is either. So you get. Right. I think it kind of stops right there, and that that maybe kind of using the Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> No, but That's very cool tool. Minute. So if you think about it, your 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 tacticams, they, they have up to eight times zoom. And you know, eight times zoom, as good as a camera is, that's gonna come with some limitations. So if you're trying to film anything past like 75 yards, 100 yards, that's when you're gonna wanna implement that, that FTS system because basically as far as you can shoot with your scope, it's gonna use your scope's magnification to film. So just all the really one of the one of the main things about the Tacticam systems is that they're so interchangeable and compatible. You can have like one camera and a variety of mounts, 
and that one camera will serve your bow, your shotgun, you know, your crossbow. You could put yes. it on your shoulder mount. You could put it on a tripod. You can use it for fishing and boating. You know, they're waterproof. So, yeah, and you 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 guys have an enormous amount of mounts. Um, um, you've got the bendy mount. Um, yep. it, it's clamp. We use that one a lot. Um, the pro staffers use it um, for they'll hook it into like when we're uh, in the blind. Right. And then they can, so that way you can kind of see what's going on. Uh, another one that I really like, uh, well, I'm super excited to get some of this footage is um, the pro staffers are sticking the uh, camera in the ground facing up. Um, yes. Where they're yeah, kind of where they're anticipating the action to take place. And yes. so it's a completely different angle um, of, of view, if you will, for, you know, filming. And so, um, while it's not as, um, you know, I guess it's, you know, it's kind of catchy. It's not directed, you know, it's, it's, it's passive. There you go. It's passive. So you don't catch something every time, but we have got a few, uh, scenes or footages, you know, some, some footage and we're excited to, to get that stuff out here uh, coming up. Uh, if, get, if you're a really content creator, we're not going to say YouTube star or anything like that, but just, you want to document your whole hunt, your whole experience. We call them angles, right? So your primary angle is going to be your bow, your bow mount or your, your direct mount camera. That's the one that's going to be on you. And then like you're saying, second and third angles. And, and we love to, we love to have the camera down on the ground on the food plot or bait or whatever, or water source. And then also we have a lot of guys that put like wide angle cameras, like behind them looking mm -hmm. down at the action. And also you can, uh, some of us mount, wide angles on the bow pointed back at us. And do we need all that stuff? No, but it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun, believe me. And, um, the cool thing is, is that we have a remote system that'll sync to up to five cameras and turn yeah, on. I'm glad, you, time. I'm glad you said that just this morning we were out hunting, uh, um, waterfowl and, um, we had some, uh, people in from uh, several different States and one of them was out there and they were also filming, uh, content for, uh, hunting dogs and uh -huh. um so I, of course i had some of my tactical stuff out um and was using it and when i was kind of explaining to them that ability to use them all the different angles uh that they were just they, they, they couldn't they couldn't they had never heard it before and so i think it kind of striked a striked a, uh, a, a i think they're gonna look into it they were pretty excited about it yeah, so the remote the remote works with all of our new lines too. Um, your 5.0, your 6.0, your Solo Extreme. Um, so it's very versatile, and we haven't even really talked a whole lot about the, the reveals, but um, you know, I've seen it. But this is the Reveal X Pro that we just launched. Um, a lot of people were really fans of our SK and our XB. This right here is kind of like our all-in-one right now. That's got all the features blackout flash so there's no light signature gps so what i would say for this camera right here if you if you run it on public land and you're worried about it walking away you're going to be able to find it with the app the other thing is that we really find when you say find it with the app Rudy, it's correct so if they if, if somebody was to we all love them the, the ones that will help themselves to something that's not theirs if they 
take the batteries out, whenever they turn it back on and it picks up a signal, that's it's going to ping. It'll, it'll will. yes, it'll it'll report back to your app. That's correct. So yep. So because um, I've had I've had customers ask, you know, a little bit about you know, tell me a little bit more about that GPS, um, you know, option or you know, uh, feature. And man, that's it's, a big deal. It's an exceptional tool, and it interfaces with our app on on your device. So rather than having to plot on Onyx or hunt stand or something like that you can you can plot them directly right on on your tacticam reveal app because i know <clears throat> especially out here it's so expensive that i can't in arizona no more they just changed the law this past january but when i run them in utah and stuff if i had multiple out there like five or ten cameras you better believe that when season's over all that forest looks the same <laughs> so well, yeah, finding, them, find it again? Yeah. finding them can be a challenge yeah, yeah, but this, this camera right here, so we are really doing a big push. And just to give your listeners like a little bit of, you know, get their wheels turning, it's like it's not just a hunting, hunting camera. Anywhere you don't have Wi-Fi and security and surveillance is, is paramount, these, these are remote tools. And, and think ranch, farming, ag, implement, marina, um, you know, across the board. So having one or two you know, in the driveway, your access to your hunt property or your hunt lodge that you don't use, you yes. know, all year long, you know, it's a very cheap and inexpensive way to just keep eyes on when you're not there. Yeah. So we're really, exactly we're, really right. uh, we're really pushing that market this year. It's funny that you should say that we had some goings on, if you will, in the neighborhood here a while back. And my wife, who we had on a podcast here um, a while back, um, you, I don't, I don't know if you've listened to it or not. Just check it out. But um, my wife and my two daughters, who cumulatively among the three of them have less than probably thirty hunts total in their life, have um, both my daughters had just had babies, and now with the with the pro staffers and the gun shop and everything, now as much as I've begged and pleaded and and propositioned to get them to go hunting with me, now they've all three said, "Hey, I want to." And yeah. so we're going to chronicle, we had them on and we're going to chronicle and, and, and videotape their journey um, with the first time for all of their experiences. And, you know, it's kind of, it's, we, we think it's going to be really a neat way to, 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 to allow um, people to connect, especially, um, you know, ladies, females that are, that are getting into this industry that, so they can kind of see and learn along with them or see what the experience was to hopefully not have um, as long of a learning curve, if you will. Sure. So anyway, um, she says to me, you know, Hey, why don't you get one of them trail cameras you got and put it out on the tree and then we'll find out, you know, who it is that's doing this stuff. And, and sure enough, um, we've figured it out right away. And, you know, I don't, I'd have to say, I don't think I would have thought of that. I'm, yeah. you know, she thinks outside the box, maybe a little bit more, but they're just a great, great tool, um, to, to add to your, you know, to your arsenal, because uh, we've all talked about it. We talked about it at the first of this um, when we were speaking about the coos deer. These animals survive in the wild and live to be the age they are because they're smart, and it's their it's it's their element. And so you don't just, I mean, there's some guys. I'm not one, but there's some guys that can go out there and do it. But you don't just go out there and you know all of a sudden here comes a deer and you shoot it or here comes a turkey and you shoot it. Um, you've got to put in the work and, and you know, the, the, the extra 
if you will, to make it happen. And, and these these your, these Tacticam and and your, your the Reveal series, man, they're just they're just great great products. And as we kind of get older and develop in our own like <clears throat> hunting timeline, isn't that like part to me the process, right? Preparation, the process, yes, learning. You know, I don't, I can't, I don't just mark a successful hunt as if I kill or, or make a harvest that year. I mean, not I, at all. There was you know, a time you always talk about the different stages of hunting, and I'm like, shoot, I haven't been doing it my whole life, but man, I'm, I'm kind of slipping into those later stages of like, I really love to help people now. So you were talking about your wife and your kids and stuff. You know, I, those are the stories I love to watch. You know, B, I was formerly on the marketing team, so I've, I've consumed a lot of content, and it's like, mm-hmm. It was a time where I, I didn't want to click on YouTube no more just because I, I just, it, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. But it was always like that dad and son, mom and daughter, first hunter making their first kill stuff mm-hmm. that like, I, I'll sit through that every time. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Really and cool. that's with, with the, they, they independently, but kind of, I, obviously, I, I'm, they talked about it amongst themselves before they, you know, came to me and said, hey, here's what we're thinking. Um, because I mean, I'm just over the moon, um, and excited. Um, but yeah, the, the, to, to, to film that, you know, and now, and I go back to my first, you know, when I started, I mean, we're talking, you know, it was the eighties. This wasn't even, you know, even a, a thought, you know, um, we got our content from magazines. Yep. So you got your magazine and, yeah. and, and, that was your content for a month. Uh, some of them were, you know, not even that. It was like some of them were, I think, ten epi- or ten uh, um, what subscri- not subscriptions, issues. Not, uh, uh, issues. Thank you. Wow, I can't yeah. even say it's been so long. I'm uh, sh- really showing my age, but you're exactly right. And then, and then, I can totally relate to what you're saying. Is is that um, you know, there's times where I just I go out to have the experience uh, and to see somebody else have that experience, but then. Yep. With these tools, you can also record it and have it to replay again forever for everybody. And it's just I probably frustrate people. Yeah, I probably frustrate people because I'm like, not to the point to where I ruin hunts, but it's like we're going to film this. You don't have to do anything, but I'm going to I'm going to pull out my spotter LR. I'm going to pull out my Tacticam. We're going to document it, and you know, at the end, we're going to have so much content that's going to be difficult to get through. But. yeah. So for anybody out there that, that wants to film their hunt and save that memory, we, we'd love you. And to it's easy. Family. It's easy. I mean, it's not as difficult as you would think it would be. And it's not. And, and with all the different, you know, the Facebook, um, social media groups that you, it's, it's, it's way more simple than it. Don't let it be intimidating. I think is what I'm trying to right. say because, and I can speak from experience because I filmed my first hunt within the last year and now it's just part of it and so Correct. it's 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 become second nature if you will um and i just i love it so you spoke about the spotter lr uh know i'm putting you on the spot i don't know if you have one or not uh, so that way the um those of us those those listeners that are listening to us on youtube um again it's at powder string um while Rudy looks for one. Man, that Shame on me for not having one because that's one of fine. my favorite tool. Yeah. Well, yeah if so, you so if, you, if, if you're wanting to film that long range, um, 
right now there's a variety of phone adapters that are out there. You attach them to your binos, your spotting scope. They've been pretty successful tools over the years. Not a lot has changed with them. Um, what we did is we developed an independent camera, a 4K camera, that's got digital zoom built in. It's got a variety of um, you know, customizable settings. And it comes with seven adapters that'll go on almost any spotting scope on the market and a variety of binoculars. It attaches right to the eyepiece and allows you to film those thousand yard shots, steel hunting or sightseeing. Bird watchers are using them. So it's, it's been a really cool tool. I keep one in my pack. It's light enough that I can take it on a mountain hunt. Um, and it's a staple between that and the FTS, the, the rifle scope camera. Those are the two things that I make sure I have 100% of the time when I'm out in the woods. And, and you're, again, you're out west and where, where we're at here, um, you know, I can tell you until I started going out west, um, never had a spotting scope to speak of. Uh, the only time we really ever use a spotting scope, because we just don't have a need for it here, a pair of binoculars suffices and then some. Right. Um, the only time we'd ever use a spotting scope around here, at least for me, um, was if you were sighting in a rifle or something like sure. that, you know, to kind of see where your, where your shots were at. But going out west, and if you're doing anything out there like that, man, a spotting scope is absolute paramount. You've got to have that. Um, so that being said, I haven't used the... Um, we we have one in our in our uh, grab bag, if you will. So mm -hmm. I haven't used it. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions, um, and this is completely and totally I have not um, used it. So um, if you could, can you please tell me can, with that? Is that allow you to have the capability for your buddy that's sitting next to you? Can he? It, it it's big enough that he can look at it as well. Correct. Yeah. So it it's got a it's got an LCD D screen built into it. So once mm -hmm. you attach it, you're, you're actually watching a screen. Um, mm -hmm. It also has Wi-Fi capabilities just like the rest of the Tacticam family. So we, for hunting, like you said, range, shooting schools are using them. And you can actually Wi-Fi that image to a larger screen, <clears throat> which is really cool. cool. So yes, your buddy could definitely watch your kill while it's happening, while, while he's filming it or she's filming it. Um, and That's in fact, awesome. that deer hunt that we had talked about earlier, I, I helped my buddy kill his biggest uh, deer to date. I'm going to have to get you that video. It was a really good one. It was 600 yards. Nice. Um, he shot a little high and right the first shot. We He was using my rifle, which is suppressed. Animal bounded off, you know, the deer bounded off a little bit, but it offered a second shot, and he just put one right in the 10 ring. Um, so I wasn't, ex I wasn't exactly on the deer, but you see his head walk into frame. You hear the fire, the rifle go off, and then he bounds off, and then comes back into frame. Does the kicking chicken right in there? But but the video is itself for six hundred yard is just incredible. You know, I, you, awesome. I wouldn't be able to do that with my cell phone. I definitely wouldn't be able to do that with like a you know handy cam or something like that. It's just it, it it's an excellent tool. So, and then I'm assuming um, because it's got the Wi-Fi capability. You put that to your buddy's phone, so he, you know, if he's sitting next to you or whatever, um, is that available for him to pull up on his phone as well? Yeah. So basically, uh, if you have the Tacticam app, mm -hmm. you can you can pair to any of these devices. So if he if he has the app on his phone, all he has to do is Wi-Fi to my Spotter LR, and he can even he can even preview the camera roll right then and there, and then download that video and just share to Facebook if you're in service. 
or then, share with the family, you know, hey, check this out or whatever. Does it also coincide with if you're trying, if you're running multiple cameras as far as um, queuing them and turning them on and turning them off? Is that just like as if it was a, you know, 5.0 or 6.0? So the spotter itself is not capable with the remote control. Okay. Right. Primarily because if you're if you're operating it, you're right. I mean, your attention is right on that spotting scope or that or those okay. set of binoculars. You're not going to be using okay. it you know, at a distance. But that's where the tool comes sense. in. Where if I set up my cameras around my buddy and he's in the shooting position, I'm working the spotter LR. I've already put my 5.0 down on tripod on both of us. I hit that record button. All my auxiliary cameras turn on, and now we've got four or five angles filming, and, and we do that quite often. I, I wear my, on my backpack, I have a shoulder adapter that allows me to have like a camera right here. It kind of looks like the Predator, you know, rocket gun, but you know, it's, it, it's filming everything. I film everywhere yeah. I go and, and right. you know, it just makes That's it easy. Awesome. Yep. And then, um, as you're going after the hunt, go back and, and, and recording everything you can actually take from that, those recordings, and get still shots and all that stuff as well. Hundred percent. And the cool thing is, is these take micro SDs. So when I get home, I just pop the micro SD out, put it right in my laptop, and I drag and drop, just like a thumb drive. Yep. And then what I'll do, what I what I do to organize my content, because as anybody out there who films a ton, when you start having this media like add up, it can get confusing, and you're like, which video is which? So I'll I'll create new folders, and I'll just say Nick's Coos Deer Hunt, right? And then so mm -hmm. everything after that hunt, I'll dump it. And then each camera will have its own folder. So I'll have a 5.0 wide on my shoulder. I'll say shoulder 5.5 five, five wide, and I'll dump all that content in there. Then I'll have my spotter LR. I'll make a spotter LR folder, and I'll dump all that content in there. So when I go back in post-production and I want to start filming and storyboarding, you know, organizing this content, it's a whole lot easier than just dumping everything into one file. Yeah. It's a little trick there yeah. because I mean post production. If if you really want to get serious about putting videos together, you know it it does take it does take some planning and some time. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. But these these are just a tool, and they're the the ease of use with them is just. I mean, it's on the front end. Awesome. It's easy. If you don't care about making videos and being a YouTube star, you literally just you kill that buck. You film it. You download it to your computer, or you download it to your phone, and now you can just share it forever. You don't. You don't have yeah, to do email all it, production email stuff. Email it to your buddies or whatever. And content, no. You just trim that video yeah. to where you want it, just right where that deer walks into frame. Arrow hits him, he runs off, and then that's that. That's your memory right there. Yeah, yeah. So you went on a coos deer hunt this year. You also went on a New Mexico elk hunt. Yep. You want to yeah, tell so us a little bit about that? Um, is a really cool company. So, you know, for some of us employees, like on the sales force, the marketing force, our CEO um, does a, a thank you hunt. And so this was our second year, no, our third year in New Mexico, northern New Mexico. And we had five guys, five tags. It was on a, it was on a, a private piece of property. Um, but, you know, we ended up filling three out of five tags. And, um, nice. you know, it's, it's your... It, it's classic Western hunt camp. I mean, it was like canvas tent, pot belly stove. Yeah. They had brought in like um, hard structures, like um, uh, like utility sheds, and converted them into little little bunk houses. It's cool, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that stuff is awesome. Yeah. 
And were you, did you have a tag at that hunt? I didn't, I was there just literally as a filmer and I had, right. I had a tripod, a spotter LR, a six O and a spotting scope. And I ended up, I ended up filming, filming a couple kills at almost a mile away. You know, wow. we we're sitting there and we're glassing up on the like on the ridges. And then, you know, we, we make a plan to go make a play on, on those bulls. They jump off on the side by side, they drive and I just stay on the herd. And I'm watching these guys from almost a mile away walk up this ridge line and stalk these elk. And then they ended up bumping them. They run and I'm sitting here just, I'm filming it, I'm filming it. And I'm like, shoot, they bumped them. And then all of a sudden we hear, we hear the report of a, of a rifle, obviously right. delayed. But I'm like, oh my God, I just got that on film. And then I, I keep filming, keep filming. And then my buddy, Matt, he puts another one in them. And it's like, I, I'm sitting here watching on the cell CD screen, this bull go down that far away and it was mm -hmm. like so that night we were sitting there you know eating backstrap and watching watching this replay from That's what we awesome. had just filmed that morning you know and those and those are the things that real like that we love i mean even guys like us who do like tactic camp team that we talk about it all day we do it all day but it's like we nobody gets more excited than us to kind of get those experiences i think that's one of the things that i like so much about i guess this community this this you know everything with regards to and it's really kind of run across the whole the whole gamut if you will um you know powder and string we're we're obviously we're a gun shop but we you know we're we're shooting hunting outdoor we have you know we've got trail cameras we've got you know hunting lines we've got guns um powder gunpowder strings bow strings um, we are getting ready to, this year we'll be adding the bowstring. I've, I've, I've always been a bow hunter, um, and hunted everything else. I won't, I mean, to, if I'm being dead honest, I, I think I've said this before in a, in a podcast before, but I've only shot one deer with a rifle ever. Yep. And it was, uh, it was here in Kansas and, um, we were hunting a long time ago and we were hunting up in, uh, up, up, up by Manhattan, Kansas State University. And uh, the farmer that we were hunting on, uh, I'll never forget, he said to us, he said, me and my buddy, he said, if you're going to shoot the one-holers, you got to shoot the two-holers, too. And so he, was, he, he made us go and shoot these. Uh, he would get these, you know, uh, uh, landowner tags that were for um, excess deer, I guess, or whatever. And we had to shoot them in the summertime. And um, that was really the only way he would let us, you know, hunt this ground. And it was really good ground. And so um, that actual deer uh, that I shot, uh, it, was, it ended up being a doe. Of course, you know, it's summertime, so you don't know if you're shooting a doe sure. or a buck, and that's always something, you know, that you don't if, – if you're trying to grow or, or whatever um, deer, then that's something that you, you don't necessarily like that well. But, right. it was, you know, that was, what, that was the game you had to play. Yeah. So obviously we did. And, and um, even that one was like uh, – it was like 35 yards. It was just – you know, right there up close and personal. Um, and it didn't have to be it just, I think it was just the bow hunter in me. Um, yeah. but, um, so, you know, we're adding, adding bows and, uh, to the shop. But the one thing that, that I really like about this industry and this, this, this community, I think is what I would call it, but it's probably a better term for it is the openness and that it doesn't matter if you've been, for the most part, there's outliers in anything, just like just like 
you know, any other category, but for the most part, it's a very open, very welcoming, very appreciative, humble um, group. And everybody wants to help somebody, especially if it's somebody who's just getting in. And I think that's something for me that I love about, you know, if I'm going to the range shooting and there's somebody that's, it's their first time, how ready everybody is to jump in and help. Um, And I think, but but that being said, I think sometimes for new people, that can be a little bit intimidating um, because you got it coming from all these different angles. But I think right along those same line, you also have the Mm -hmm. excitement because, you know, when somebody, you know, I'm out hunting with somebody and they shoot that, you know, you know, I don't care if it's a, you know, just a little old six pointer or an eight pointer or a doe, man, it's just that excitement, the fun that, you know, you take the pictures and it doesn't, it's, it's almost, it's almost the exact same as if you shot that, you know, 200 inch, you know, whitetail. Uh, it's just, it's just that excitement and the, the giddiness of it. It's just fun. And that's, 100%. that's what gets it for me. And, you know, we've kind of talked about before in some of the podcasts is, is that, um, you know, what animals gets us going and it's hard for me to say, well, it's one or the other. I've kind of said, you know, but there's kind of different reasons, if you will, with regards to what gets me going, you know, um, Turkey, I love Turkey for the interactive and how exciting it can be and upfront, but then you get into, you know, deer and man, it's just a big animal and you're in their kitchen and you know, they don't know you're there and just that alone, that's just, you know, I got in your kitchen. You don't know I'm here. That's just amazing to me. I love that, um, that part of it. So to hear you talk about, you know, a group of obviously experienced hunters that are in the industry out there and just how giddy you get on it. It's just awesome. It, it never gets old. And I think that's one of the things I don't care. Like you said, I mean, if I'm sitting in a tree stand or something, I see a spike come in. I mean, automatically I always just get those, those feelings, you know, it's like, Oh man, mm-hmm. I love it. Just like, I, I like what you say, how you say it, get in their kitchen. You know, yeah. it, it's, um, it's a testament of that, of that true chess game. And, and it's, it's, it's one, it's something uh, in addition to the harvest and the kill, but just watching animals in their natural habitat, in their natural state, and then not having a clue that you're there. Yeah. I, and I think one of the things we talked about, and I, I, I think we uh, kind of got sidetracked was, man, I've, you're talking about the different stages of hunting and, and, you know, you went from, there was a time where it was like, it was all about that harvest, you know, what it was and that, you know, that was the the thrill. I've got to a point now, I, I think I can honest, I can say this honestly, that I get just as excited in August. I don't like the mosquitoes and I don't like the bugs and the ticks and the the heat. I hate the heat. I'm just the opposite of you. (laughs) I, 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 and when I lived in Arizona, I didn't mind the heat as much because it's a dry heat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I say that laughingly because so well, it's 110, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My thing was when it was October, you know, when it was Halloween and it was still 100, it's like, all right, already. I've had enough. Yeah, that's but, true. But I love what the, 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 the Tacticam, the reveals bring to the table with the pre-season scouting so when you've got those deer and they're in velvet and that anticipation it brings it's, it, it's almost just like what we were talking about just a little bit ago with magazines every month you'd get that new issue and you'd be done with it the next day but now with these 
with these uh, trail camera pictures that you get, every time you get a picture, every time your phone goes off, it's like, all right, what is it? What is it? And then you see him in velvet, and you're like, man, that dude, he if he keeps going, he's going to be a stud. And then it's like you've you've created a relationship with this animal that now all of a sudden, and you know, most everybody here, once they get to a certain point, I say they, meaning the game animal, we name right. them. You name so, them. You know yeah. what they look like from every angle. You yeah. can distinguish so when you're, Yep, so when you're talking with your buddy, you can, hey, you know, you saw, you know, Jack Daddy. That's um, right. We had split ear a couple of years ago. Split ear. Um, I got up close and personal with him. Um, crazy story, but I got within like five. It was rut. I mean, and I'm talking, they the rut was on. And this deer, uh, I had to leave the field a little early, and I had this deer. He walked up on me, and I mean, he was six feet. And luckily, I had I put my bow on my back because I was right on the property line. I didn't want to um, put myself in a situation where right. a owner walked up and I had to test my, my, your, your, will, your my, will, who my willpower. Yeah. Yep. And he's, he wasn't a booner by any means. He was probably a one fifties deer, which is still a dang nice deer. But um, thank goodness I was able to get to my, this was before I had tack camera and stuff. I was able to get my cell phone was right on my chest rig and I pulled it out because nobody would have believed me how close sure. this deer got. But all of a sudden now that deer and I had had a connection. And so he became my, he was my number one on my hit list and he wasn't the biggest, but because I had that experience. And I think I tell that little story to, 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 to help people understand that with regards to these, these tools with these uh, trail cameras, that it adds to the hunting for me. And I think I like that part of it as much as the harvest is the camaraderie back and forth that you get that have come to the table with regards to all these pictures that come and, and what you see and, and, and all of that. If you that never a ran a cell camera, it, it's a really a slippery slope. It's a rabbit hole because it, it's a, it becomes an obsession. Every time yeah. that camera goes off and you set, you know, your, your jingle, your chime to like, you know, it's a, it's a um, trail cam picture coming through. Especially if you've got a big one. Midnight or three in the morning, I'm like, whoa, what is this? Yeah, you know especially I mean? if you've got a big one. Yeah, so here, here's an example to give you an idea of how easy these tools are. Um, when I hunt out of state in, in Utah, I'll, I'll box up my reveals and I'll ship them to a buddy, my buddy and he'll go out and put them you know, in the trees or in, you know, in the bottoms. Or, and he turns them on and I'm sitting in Arizona and all of a sudden pictures start coming through. I mean, that's how versatile these tools are. So, yeah. um, but it's like all of a sudden here I am just getting these bulls and wallows coming in. Um, you get those repeat offenders. Oh, there's a new bull that walks in. Like you said, you start, it's funny you get familiar with them. You say build a relationship with them, but it is a connection. And it's like when, when I went out there, you know, I saw a couple of those bulls and I'm like, holy cow, you are more beautiful in person than you were on those trail cam pics. But the content yeah. that I got from those trail cams with between the video and the pictures is just exceptional yeah. you know and speaking of of how connected you guys are and how easily um approachable or or open um and and good with communication tacticam is with regards to their customers um when we first came on one of the things that another trail camera that i had had a feature that it had 
you and I spoke about it. And it was the ability to share with my buddy my trail cameras and vice versa. Because, right. um, you know, they're, they're not inexpensive and everybody's got a budget. And so, and, and you're not going to have one, one guy hunting, you know, spring for everything. So I was, you know, you and I were talking and I don't, um, I don't know exactly how much of a part of that we were, but it wasn't a short till a short time later. And all of a sudden you guys added that feature in there to where now you can share your, your, uh, photos and vice versa with your hunting buddy um, as long it as they've used, got a tactic camera. It used so. to be you had to share your login information with your buddy and he had mm -hmm. to log in that way but now we have camera sharing. Um, I know a lot of people depending on what they have on their camera they'll be very careful doing that but um, yeah it makes it real simple especially when you're yeah. like if you're a guide or outfitter you have the capacity to, to do these kind of things and share between your other co, you know your other co-guides and stuff like that or if you're a hunting group a buddy group you guys manage a property or a lease it really makes it it really makes it simple um yeah to share to share that content and i i think that's another thing that i'd like to touch base with our listeners let them know is just just how easy your app is and how user-friendly it is it is the easiest thing to go through it's the easiest thing to add a camera it's man i'm again i'm not real it guy it's by your third or fourth camera you can do it in minutes i mean it's just it walks you through it step by step and i'm gonna say your second camera tell you well yeah pretty pretty darn close i mean the, even the first camera i mean it's literally step by step by step mm -hmm. and then it's like I mean, I remember getting done the first time. I was like, well, that was it? And then it was almost, I was questioning how easy it was. And then from there, just the, the functionality, the flow, all of that is just, it's, it, it's, it's a good, good system. And, and I will price say point, this, though, I, I do want to add one note. Like, guys, when you're running these reveals, make sure you're using a, an approved SD card. The number one customer service in, inquiry we get in yes. about glitches or things going awry is not using the proper SD card. Um, yeah, and I, I would say I felt subject to that myself. Um, being the cheapskate that I am, went on, tried to get a deal. Rudy tells me, hey, Amazon, not all those SD cards. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're not all and, quality. And they, you're exactly right, man. I got a batch. Not a not, not, not single one of them worked. And so... Um, yeah, I would say the majority of the, of the issues that we've had, which are very, very limited, all come back to the SD card. Yeah, don't don't exceed the 32 gigabytes. You're not you're not going to gain anything by trying to run a 64 in there. It'll it'll cause some problems with your camera. And just make sure that it's the the U3 rated card, class 10 yeah. or above. You know, we want 100 megabytes of speed, download or you know write speed or faster. And it's yeah. just because, you know, that camera is receiving a whole lot of signals, a lot of content coming in. Um, it's got to, you know, it's got to be able to keep up with the right speed and everything. And, and um, yeah, if you, if you do that and, um, you know, you, you'll avoid some headaches in the future. Absolutely. Well, Rudy, man, I appreciate you coming on here. We are so appreciative of the, uh, you know, the relationship that we have with Tacticam. We, uh, like I said, we carry them here in the store and, and we still, we, you know, we, we move a slug of those things. Um, you know, the accessories, all your accessories, um, I mean, it's all quality stuff. I, I, I can honestly tell you, um, you know, we've really kind of 
kind of kick the brakes, if you will, kick the tires, uh, sorry, kick the tires on these things. Our pro staff has, um, I mean, even speaking in specific, your uh, stake, the, 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 um, the trail camera stake. Yep. Um, I had some of our pro staffers come in, and, and I can tell you I was suspect um, of, because of previous other, other companies' stakes. It's heavy. It's heavy duty. It works. And, um, man, we've sold a slug of those. Um, you know, a lot of guys will just use a T-post, uh, and it works. But the reason they use a T-post is because it's heavy duty and it doesn't, right. you know, it's, but yours is heavy duty as well. And it holds the, the uh, solar charger, has a spot for the solar charger. Right. And, uh, you know, we even kicked kind of the tires with the yards. Um, when we first started putting them out, leaves were still on the trees. So I put, um, some cameras out with just the solar panel with no batteries, just to, so that way we could see how long it worked and if it did work. And and what we found on that one was that it only worked about three or four days with just the solar camera. But then when we added batteries, it was indefinite. I mean, we that, I think that camera's still going and we're pushing going on the eighth month now. Wow. Um, and then we had another one that we set up with batteries um that had uh, a solar camera on it and it was in the trees so the leaves were there and that battery went to um i think it went to like 70 percent or something like that and then when the leaves fell off i checked it here i think three or four days ago and it was still 70 percent so the, that solar panel itself pays for itself in a, less than a year just in battery Correct. usage so the price points are great. It's just good equipment. And I mean, we, well, I mean, you and I had conversations when we were first talking about coming over here, my skepticism or not, I wouldn't say skepticism. I was hesitant sure, or cautious maybe. And, um, man, I couldn't have been happier. I, I, I it's good stuff. And, uh, so we really sure, appreciate, appreciate the, the, no, no, I mean, it's, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not, I can assure you, I'm not in any way being paid to say this. I pay for my Tacticam stuff. Um, yes, he did. I'm not, I'm not giving it, um, but it's just good stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to, to offer it. And I'm also super stoked to have you on here. Thanks for coming on. It's been my pleasure. And um, you got to get to Kansas so that way we can go hunting and all yeah. try and reciprocate. We appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having us on. And we hope all you listeners out there have a great spring. Knock some turkeys down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, like here, I said, here's a fun fact. I've never killed a turkey. I may have to call you. Uh, you have an open invitation. If you want to come shoot a turkey, we got a ton of turkey here. Our right. numbers are down a little bit recently, but we can still get you. In. I, I can put you on. I guarantee you, you will shoot a turkey. Awesome. Cool, man. All right. I sure appreciate well, hey, it, guys. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks to all of our listeners out there. If you would, please like and subscribe. We need uh, need you to go out and do that for us. If you like what we're having putting out, putting out on here, please like and subscribe. Reach out to us. If you have any questions or want us to uh, ideas for future podcasts, please let us know. Thanks, Rudy.